Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. Good evening and welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast here on Patchwork Card Ministry. My name is Ann DeSantis. It's great to be here. My co-host isn't able to join us this evening, Bill Snyder, but we do have an amazing guest. I'm so thrilled to have Dr. James Smith Jr. He is an author, a speaker, and he's got just so much to share with us. His website is drjamesmithjr.com. Welcome, Dr. Smith. Thank you, Ann. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's truly a blessing to be here with you. And it's a blessing to be here with you. I had the opportunity to listen to your talk, your story through the Catholic Foundation of Greater Philadelphia, where I'm a member of the team as a a board member for a a specific group that helps to consult the the Catholic Foundation. So such a blessing for me. And right after that, I said, he's got to come on Sewing Hope. I just love (laughs) to have him on, on our podcast. Uh, I know that my co-host will be disappointed that he was uh, not able to make this one, but I'm sure that he's listening to it and he's producing it for us. So he's definitely listening to it. So why don't we start out with your story because you have an amazing story of hope. And I pulled this up from your website. It says you'll always get what you've always gotten until you become the person you've never been. Now go out there and be that person. That's a great (laughs) quote from you. And I didn't realize I was searching for that person throughout my life. Uh, I thought I was on this quest to be my best possible self. But somewhere along that journey, I began to realize that I didn't know what my best possible self was. I mean, I went to school, got great grades, did well in college. from a success standpoint, and that's very relative, had good jobs in corporate uh, until eventually in 2002, I started my own business. But a couple of things happened throughout my, my life. Number one, my parents were divorced when I was 11. So I didn't have that father figure in my life. And if you knew me prior to my 18th birthday, you probably call me James or Smitty. I grew up primarily black, lower middle-class neighborhood. Uh, My grade schools were very diverse, but my high school was 95% black. When I went to college, things changed because demographically, my college was 95% white. So I went from graduating in the top percentage of my high school class of 600 people to feeling like I didn't belong in school, college. Ironically, as soon as I got on campus, my, and I didn't do this, but my colleagues and teammates start calling me Jim. So I went from James to Jim. And I thought that if admission to being part of the in-group, being part of the team, was to use the gym, well, like a pair of Spanx, I put it on nice and tight and I wore my gym. And I wore it well into my my corporate years 
And Anne, when I was 35, my, my daughter was born and I did my research and I found my dad because I wanted him to see his first and only grand at the time. And up until that point, Anne, we had seen each other three times from my 11th birthday to my 35th. And my dad was Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, charismatic, fun, the life of every party. The other side, unfortunately, he was an alcoholic. And that played a key role in my mom deciding to uh, get a divorce. But after I saw my dad with my daughter, we had agreed four years later to, to meet, to talk about how things been, where has he been, how I've grown into a man. And on May 9th, 1999, Mother's Day, my father and I were going to meet for dinner that evening to have one of those let bygones be bygones. And that morning, he had a heart attack and died. So I never got closure. And, and my way of, I guess, keeping him with me was to go back to my birth name, James. And I'm sorry, not go back to my birth name, but to go back to the part of my birth name, which is Junior to use my junior because my father's name was James Smith Jr. So I took on the moniker Jim Smith Jr., Jim Smith Jr., Jim Smith Jr. until last year um, when George Floyd was murdered, I, I looked in the mirror and said, I have to do more. I have the privilege of the platform. I have the mic in my hand. I consult, I travel internationally. I could do more for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I said, you know, I'm going back to my birth name, James Smith Jr., as I continue on this journey. And what makes it even more ironic is that when I went back to school for my research, for my doctorate, I studied authenticity at work. And that really played a role in my mind, in my heart. How authentic am I being? I remember my classmates saying, you're doing authenticity. You're not doing business, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, something financial. You're doing authenticity. And I almost changed my mind. Because I, I have grown to go along to get along. And I said, no, I'm staying with this because there's something there about this pursuit of authenticity that I've been on my entire life. I'm happy with the authenticity uniform I have on now. I'm doing my best to be the best possible me professionally and personally, but through this journey, I've learned what to do, what not to do relative to being your best. When you had that moment when your father died, I think that it sounds like God was really speaking to you about the rest of your life, wasn't he? He was speaking to uh, you about who you really were and not to be afraid to be who you are. He was speaking to me and it created a, a, a fight in me to be who I am, even to the point, Anne, when organizations introduced me, they would leave out the junior. And part of my <laughs> opening sentence would be like, hi, I'm Jim Smith Jr. They did not know the story and the power behind those two letters. It became my way of saying, dad, you taught me what not to do and what to do. And I haven't seen you in 25 plus years consistently. You're going to be with me throughout the rest of my life. Everything I sign, I'll be signing in for both of us. 
So Jim Smith Jr. that eventually became James Smith Jr. Beautiful. Can you tell us, say, from that point and then up until, as you said, 2020, 2021, uh, what that journey was like for you? Because I love the authenticity. And obviously, God was really working in your life as you were on that path to where you are right now and, and the good work that you're doing. The What it was like for me from junior to up to now, it was feeling stronger, feeling bolder. Um, throughout my life thinking mom was there all the time, but where's my dad? Mm. Where's my dad to teach me about the birds and the bees? <laughs> Where was my dad to talk to the coach about me playing or not playing to have that conversation about how do I show up in a relationship? Didn't have that. However, during that period of time, when I did embrace my junior, I felt stronger. I felt more learned. I didn't feel complete because I still was carrying the Jim Smith moniker, but I still, I felt accomplished. Dad is going with me. I, I did. And I felt that I was representing him, my entire family. And I just wish that he was there to see me. I can see how you would think that, but I know that you're a person of faith and somehow, some way, you know that he knows, right? You know that he knows, he knows, he knows and he mm -hmm. kept picking me up and he kept saying, continue on your path. You're not there yet. Continue on your path. And you know what's ironic? I mentioned to you that my father died on May 9th, 1999, Mother's Day. Well, I received my doctorate degree on May 9th, 2019. The same day. The same day, just 20 mm. years later. Yeah, Tell me he doesn't talk too much. <laughs> I have to say something too, and it's just some a little correlation that May 9th, 1999 was also the day that my daughter was baptized, the exact day. So there you go. <laughs> wow. Yeah, certain dates, right? They just have a meaning. They do. I, I don't even coincidences. Stuff happened because they're supposed to happen. That's right. But you and I are supposed to remember May 9th. Mm-hmm. Ever. That's right. That's right. And I just appreciate you sharing that story because, you know, relationships matter, don't they? I mean, the relationships that we have with our family and those people who have really touched us in our lives and our hearts. And as you said, your dad had that sort of, uh, you said, a Jekyll and Hyde personality with this um, alcoholism. But at the end, right there um, on that day, you didn't get to have that closure. But you know that as time has progressed on, that he's with you and that God has continued to keep you close, hasn't he? Absolutely. It was so ironic that I'm sitting there during the, the graduation. I'm listening to this commencement speakers, but I'm really having a conversation with dad. Hey, we're here. Mm -hmm. Damn yeah. it. Same day, man. High five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is awesome. Now on your website, there's something there called boot camp, And I'm just going to read what it says. It lives live a healthier, more purposeful and bountiful life, whether that means achieving professionally or personally or breaking through those barriers that have slowed you in the past. After months of Zoom meetings and isolation, we're excited to meet in person for this live experience. Tell us about that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. January 27th, 28th is right around the corner. We have two seats left and it's a two day immersive experiential 
holding the mirror up to see if you're living your your best life, if you're being the best presenter you can be, if you are able to engage audiences in person and from a distance, are you a leader? How's that personal power going for you? And do you take personal accountability and responsibility for what happens to you and how you handle what happens to you? And and we go by the model that's called the skill will model. Let's flip it, will skill. I don't teach you the skill until I check in with the will. So I lay you down on the operating table and I go in to operate on your courage, your authenticity, your, your owning your own choices to see if you're ready to step up and emote, exude, engage, and really light up a virtual room or a room of people in person. And Anne, one of my favorite quotes is, some people light up a room when they walk in and some people light up a room when they walk out. <laughs> which, which one are you? Yay, Anne's here. Oh, yeah. oh, finally, this is over. And we, we push you and people leave saying they are a better person and presenter, not just I'm a better presenter now. They realize that the key, the core is inside and we go in, we go in. I love the way you describe that because you know what? We're body, mind, spirit. We're not just professional. We're personal and professional every day of our lives. And I know that you talked about that when you gave the presentation for the Catholic Foundation, you talked about how, you know, we can't separate who we are and we're not meant to, right? We're not meant to do that. And I think that's what you're all about, right? That authenticity can you talk yeah. a little bit about more about that for people who might be thinking, you know, I have, don't know the first thing about being authentic. <laughs> <laughs> and and you, one of the, the motivators for me to do my research was during my sessions, I would invariably hear someone say, I'm one way at home and I'm one way at work. And that troubled me because I why can't you be you all the time? And through my research, oh, my mindset changed just a little where I began my research thinking that authenticity was either or. You're either authentic or inauthentic. You're sharing your best truth or you're faking it till you make it. And why can't you be the same person all the time? Well, after my research, I decided that authenticity is a matter of more or less degrees of authenticity, not you're being inauthentic. You're just sharing less of whom you are or sharing less situationally because you deem that sharing more would not be appropriate. Now, the other end of that spectrum is the person who is egregiously authentic the narcissist, the, you know, the, the, the bad-tempered, the, the blank is, and you can put IST at the end of any of that. And that's just egregiously authentic. And there's no place for that in the workplace. There's no place for that at home. And I believe at work, there is a threshold for authenticity where you have the beginning, 
of fake it till you make it, go along till you get along, to the expression threshold where yes, you being the best possible you you can be, and then the impropriety threshold, which means your level of authenticity uh, goes against the corporate, corporate or societal or church mores, and it's it's not allowable, and you'll either have to turn it down or find a new place to distribute or exude that behavior. Yeah, that's very well said. And I would also say, and would love to get your opinion, sometimes you see on social media, something like Instagram, the way that people, as you said at the beginning, the, the narcissistic personalities, that it's just a little too much, isn't it? When people are so self-focused and not other focused, meaning it, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having some kind of self-esteem or knowing and believing that you can do something. But when it goes a little bit too far, is that everything's all about me, right? I mean, then it, then it becomes on that, that other side of the spectrum, right? Where it's maybe a little too much. It, it becomes too much. It becomes self and advertising and advertisement. It becomes all about you. Uh, one of my friends, Curtis Bryant, once posted, and I thought it was so funny. He said, practice what you post because everyone's an expert online. Practice what you post. Um, authenticity is also a matter of self-knowledge and self-regulation. How you behave based on you knowing who you are and truly working to become the best person you can be, knowing that as adults, we are always evolving, we are always becoming. So for us to say I'm authentic, I would say you're authentic in that moment. Mm. You're not that painting on the wall or that Persian <laughs> or that piece of jewelry that's never going to change. As humans, every day we get a chance to begin again. And in that moment, I might choose to be more authentic or I might decide not to share. And a perfect example for me, you mentioned social media. I do not comment on any political commentary, political opinions. And I see my friends going back and forth and having social media wars. I choose to sit this one out. I'm not being inauthentic, but I'm choosing not to share my thoughts because I don't believe it's going to gain anything. It might create more distance versus closeness if I have an opposing viewpoint. So oh, I, I don't, and that's me choosing not to, but I, going back to what you said originally, yes, some people do go way overboard because we live in a society where going overboard is welcomed. Mm -hmm. Oh debates, yeah. All the debate shows go out, <laughs> in the interruption. I mean, it's the great debate. It sells. It sells. And what, my, what word that came to my mind, I wondered if you had anything to say. And I think it's a word that's used a lot in therapy and in psychology is boundaries, right? There's nothing wrong with those healthy boundaries, is there? Because we can be our authentic selves, but there are personalities that may rub us the wrong way. And it's better for us to have some boundaries, right? It is better to have boundaries and balance and not to just have them and keep them to yourself to let people know what they are. Mm. 
because we teach people how to treat us. They have PhDs in their business, in your business, and need tutoring in their own. They catch on fast. And I believe my daughter was seven at the time. She's now 26. And her mom and I had divorced, and I would pick my daughter up for days or weekends. And I remember one particular Saturday we were out. I said, Daddy, can we go to the Disney store? I said, well, we'll see. She's like, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you celebrating for? What are you celebrating for? Well, daddy, every time you say, we'll see, we do it. So I taught her that my we'll see meant it's going to happen. People listen very closely to us. They watch us and they believe that our boundaries are imaginary boundaries unless we tell them they're not. Mm. That's, that's not moving. This is my day. This is my morning. This is what I do on Sundays. This is what I do on Mondays. I'm not taking meetings. I'll be in church. I'm resting. I'm reading. I'm unplugging. Mm. Unplugging. And don't you think, to me, I'm also hearing in my mind, respect too. It's something that we have to have for ourselves and other people. I, I know you agree with that. Yeah, it, it, it is self-respect. It is self-less mm. respect. It's, and it's accountability, mm. ownership. And our society has a problem with accountability and ownership. I'll give you an example. When we do something wrong, we typically say, I made a mistake. How often do you hear someone say, I made a poor choice mm. to a mistake? By saying, I made a mistake, it's like, oh, it just happened, mistake. But by saying, I made a poor choice, I chose the wrong words, I chose the wrong actions. And as a result, it turned into a mistake. You don't hear that. No. I love that. I don't think I've ever heard that before. And I know I'm going to remember it. I think people who are listening to this podcast will too. And it, it's, a mis- it's a mistake if you drive down the street and there's no signs that say the road is out and you drive and you crash. That's a mistake. Mm-hmm. If you're driving that same road and you see a sign that says, knucklehead, <laughs> turn around, the road is out, and you continue to go. Well, you made a poor choice that turned into a mistake. Mm-hmm. Accountability, ownership, responsibility, authenticity, and love, ultimately. And love, the most important one. Yeah. And it, I think it really goes together with the work that you're doing. Uh, I really want to invite everybody to connect with you. And you're a writer, too. Let's hear about your books so that they can purchase them and learn more and maybe even have you come and be a speaker for their organization or ministry. Thank you, Ann. Mm-hmm. You, in order to purchase our books, you can go anywhere where books are sold or you can go right to our website, www.drjamessmithjr.com. I've written three. I've co-authored three books and I'm currently working on my fourth book, which is going to be called The Pursuit of Radical Authenticity. 
I've written on presentation skills. I've written on personal power accountability. I've written on mindset. That's my from average to awesome book. Awesome is not a, uh, a zip code, is not a dollar amount in your paycheck. It's how you see you. And fortunately, my mother poured a lot of that into my brother and I growing up. And then I co-authored books on how to be successful, uh, mistakes people make when they're presenting. But my most recent book, it came out last year, and it was based on what was happening in our society. I, I partnered with a series of authors who wrote a book called A Collective Breath. Being Black in America Today with Visions of Hope. And each one of us wrote a chapter on what life is like for us today, or how has it been, in our visions of hope for a phenomenal, equitable, fair future. Mm. Sounds wonderful. And I would just ask everyone to please connect with you. I mean, I was just so excited that you were able to be a guest for this podcast. You're also going to be a guest on my other show called yes. Journeys in Faith. On I'm a fan of it fan of <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you so much and that's on um, fiat ministry network and so please do keep an eye uh, unfortunately we're almost out of time i wondered if you had any final words uh, to our audience especially on authenticity yeah. well real quick you you asked how can people reach me to perhaps bring me in or speak please and it's www.drjamesmithjr.com and Anne, before the show, you mentioned a quote, and I think that quote speaks to the question you just asked, and that is, you'll always get what you've always gotten until you become the person you've never been. But if you think about what's been happening in your life and you don't necessarily like the outcome, become the person you've never been. If you're asking yourself, why do I keep finding myself in predicaments where I can't win? Well, it's because you've, you're acting in a way that is a pattern and you're not acting like you've never been there. So relative to authenticity, living your best life, being true to yourself, as Socrates said years and years and years and years, years ago, I go back to self-knowledge, self-regulation, and make the rest of your life the best of your life, the best you can possibly be. Amen. And I think that goes for any age, doesn't it? I mean, mm. it's not just for those young people that just graduated from college. It's for no, people who are no. over the age of 30, 40, 50, 60, 60 70. 70. My good friend, Mark Middleton, his company is called Growing Boulder. We're not growing older. We're growing bolder. Mm. He's looking to rewrite the narrative relative to how we age. It's Mark Middleton growing bolder. Yes. Yes. Thanks for mentioning him too. And you're going to have to come back on Sewing Hope because I want my co-host to be here next time, Bill. I know you're editing this podcast right now and he's going to say, I wanted to be on that show. So anyway, Dr. James Smith Jr., thank you so much for joining us on the Sewing Hope podcast. And DeSantis, thank you so much for creating the opportunity Thank you. And Happy New Year. And Happy New Year. We'll see all of you here next time on the Sewing Hope podcast. Keep sewing hope into broken hearts. God bless.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2.